We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws with monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon and happy hump day. What a great Wednesday! No, no, no! no. Shut what it. a great Wednesday! I want to shut this down right now. What? Right now, you're far too plucky. I'm going to need that Astros uh, arrogance dialed back. Uh, That's not even day. Astros arrogance. Just a little bit. You got a little too much. Uh, no, 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 no! It's buddy. it's exactly how I started yesterday's show uh-huh. as well. I, that, I think I saw those, you know what? There is a little too much. There are a uh, far too many uh, Mariner fans out there that were that were celebrating. The seventh inning of yesterday's game. So don't, I didn't say a word. I just said it's going to be a long series. And you know what? It will be. Mm. It's a, it, what did I say? I said it's a long game and it's a long series yesterday. And that, that's postseason baseball. That's all postseason baseball is. Did I expect to see what happened yesterday? Absolutely not. But at the same time, uh, I was driving out of here. Uh, and in my car, listening to Isaac and Suk yell, suck it, um, because they thought the game was over, apparently. They, they, Jordan Alvarez had different ideas. I, I, I was listening as well. The uh, solo shot to make it, what, 7-3? Yeah. And there was uh, there was some celebration there. Yeah. For sure. They were, I mean, to be fair, to be fair. I, I was driving, mm-hmm. but if I could have, I would have tap danced on the graves of the Astros, too. It's not, this is not, it's never a time to uh, rub anything in. I mean, look, you do that when the final nail is in the coffin, and Jordan Alvarez showed exactly why that is, right? Where's the I mean, you, you put one over the fence, and this thing is over. Well, that is how you don't go insane, that is how you don't have meltdowns. Again, where is the fun in that? Well, that's why we, you were looking over at me all day yesterday for a reaction. It's a long game. It's a long game. Guess what happened yesterday? Yeah, you hide your I looked side. I looked at my phone uh, during punt, during, during the Banks High School football practice, and then I did a crotch chop and yelled, let's go. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very inappropriate time to do it, but I did it. But where did did you just like subconsciously aim it directly in in the direction of Isaac Rop? 
No, no, I didn't. Just kind of compass it out like he's right in this general direction. Yeah, but then uh, the coach who who is uh, our our punt coordinator, he looked at me and he goes, he goes, they win, and I go, yes, they did. He's like. <laughs> Yeah, he had some deuce on it, too. So that's how it goes when you are uh, in postseason baseball. I didn't fire off a tweet. I thought about doing it a few times, to be honest. But you know what? I know when people are all up in their feelings, and Mariner fans are rightfully in their feelings after last night. See, that's the difference between you and me. When that nerve's showing, I like to get out that cattle prod and just kind of grind it on down. Yeah, it's not, but that's not, no. No, why? But why Why do that? Does that make you feel better about yourself? Yes. Really? Always. Why? Because it's fun. Oh, uh, no. Um, kick them when they're down, I always say. Yeah, kick, kick them while they're down. That's, the, that's a great way to go about things. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm pretty even keel about it, but uh, I, I do take the joy, and I, I did fire off a uh, text to Isaac and Souk last night. I was like, really enjoyed your guys' opening segment yesterday. <laughs> With the Oscar the Grouch popping out of the trash can, mm. you know, because yeah. that's the way it's got to be, and it always will be. And you know what? Here's the thing about being an Astros fan is that I liked that team way before any of this happened, right? Like, mm-hmm. it sucks that your team, when your team is embroiled in some sort of cheating scandal, and you, you've you loved them since you were a kid, right? I know exactly that people, uh, the last thing that people want to see is Houston do well. So I don't care. I just take my joy in my team. You know, the bottom of the ninth, the Mariners had a 96.3% win percentage. Yeah, it was uh, the <laughs> the Jordan Alvarez two-out home run. It swung win probability more than Kirk Gibson's home run for the Dodgers in 88. My goodness. Like, it's, that's how close. cliff when you look at the I graph. mean, think about it. They had... And we're gonna die, we're gonna jump into this a little bit later, but Jeremy Pena, a rookie, two strikes, two outs when he hit that single. <laughs> like they were out to the final strike, and then they and then Alvarez got to the to the plate. Like it was they were you want to talk about on the ropes? There's on the ropes, and then there is what the Astros were yesterday, and they ended up finding a way to do it thanks to Robbie Ray. Grooving one right down the middle to yeah, one of the best hitters in baseball. Robbie Ray could have a great second career as an Italian chef because he served up a giant meatball. Hello. Yeah. But I don't uh, – that's not why I'm perky today. It's just a great day. It's, it, you're feeling good about it. And this is going to be a question that we have today at 503-250-1080. Uh, is that – does the extra day help or hurt the Mariners? having Wednesday off and not just getting right back at it? Or is it more helpful to have this day off? You just kind of let it all go. Maybe you you burn some sage in the clubhouse go or see, Robbie Ray's room. Go see Joe Boo. And then Pour some rum. And you have a day off to just kind of decompress after it all. That that is the that's the bajillion dollar question because either way this would be the do you want to just get back on the horse and ride again, or do you need that little day off, a little separation? Have you ever been thrown off a horse? Yes, I have. Did you want to get right back on? I uh, No, but I was forced to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not fun. It's not. It sucks. Yeah. You get your air knocked, wind knocked out of uh-huh. you. It's not a fun thing at all, but getting back on the horse is actually the best thing you can do, or you're just going to be scared of it the rest of your life. 
So mm-hmm. that, but sports are a little bit different yeah. than, than than actually getting thrown off the horse. Get, getting thrown off a horse is uh, among the like things in life that you can experience. That's not like that far out there. It's one of those ones that sucks a lot. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, it it does suck. Like the, you go, especially when you get thrown really high. Yeah, like the full kick. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not fun. <laughs> Did that one as a kid. Ah. Uh. Um, but if you know me, you know I will not gloat, and I do not gloat uh, about these things because I know how crushing it is. Uh, in See, your soul why, to have that, those that, losses. That's why I work between you and I because I will. Yeah, yeah you do I it. I will. Yeah. Oh God, yes, I will. It, and that's why you also get all up in your feelings when your team loses. I like to live. I don't think that's living. No, that's living. Uh, you're getting closer to dying. Feeling man. everything, baby. When um, things are going great. I am that one man band. Dun, 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 dun. But when they're not, boy, am I jumping in the ocean with a rock tied to my feet. Gosh, isn't that – that's that, how is that fun? Highs and lows, baby. That, But, how, again, how is that fun? You didn't answer the question. You just say highs and lows, <laughs> ups and downs. How does that – got to feel something. How is, that, how is that fun to you? Because the highs are higher. Gosh, I guess. I mean uh, – uh, there's a kink for everybody. I mean, there's people that get walked on in high heels and stuff, and they Listen, think that's fun. I, I wouldn't say no to that if it, you know. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm gathering that, Danny. <laughs> I don't think that that one was very hard to see through right yeah. there. <laughs> All right, it, it's I'm not going to be. Open to things. It's not just a baseball show. We have got uh, a lot of football that we need to get to as well, um, because we've got. An incredible weekend in college football that we can start looking at. A midseason right slate now. that is just bonkers. Well, and even, and we're not going to really dive into Oregon State's uh, matchup this weekend against Washington State, but I mean, think of this like, you've got, it's big time separation because you have outside of the Pac 12, there is a monster slate of games. Within the Pac-12, you've got kind of this week where the pecking order is going to start sorting itself out as to who's going to be the problem and who's not. We You, you said the stub your toe yesterday. Who's going to be that, that pothole game for teams? Well, we're going to figure out which teams are going to be bucking up and which ones may be folding in their chairs uh, coming up this week. Uh, so we got that that we got to get to. We got news around the NFL. We've got a damn kicker who's stuck in, in London I don't even know what to make of this, but we will try to dissect as to why one of the Giants players has not returned to the United States yet. International incidents, and it's the putter. Que- Ooh, question on that. Mm. So Devontae Adams, he's been actually charged with um, misdemeanor assault yes. after shoving the camera guy mm-hmm. after Monday Night Football. What happens if that happens in London? Oh, you got to be careful with that <laughs> stuff. Think about yeah, that. No, you're not you're like not if, wrong. if if Devonte Adams Literal does international incident does that it like thirty well, it'd probably be like thirty six hours earlier in London. What happens to Devonte Adams then? Then you have criminal proceedings in a foreign country, and you have to come back, <laughs> or they don't let you leave the country. <laughs> that is so wild. As somebody who has spent time in multiple foreign jails, not a fun process. Mm, but why were you multiple foreign jails? Let me guess. You had to live. You you had that. You were having that. I gotta have a rush. I well, one time uh, we were out. Uh, I will. I will uh, 
let the country remain nameless. All right. Uh, I'll guess. We, we Rust, were, get your guess yeah. on which country this was. We were broke down in one country, so we hopped on a train after copious amounts of booze. Okay. And we got into another country. We're in Europe. Uh, we are in Europe, absolutely. Uh, but you can get very far on a uh-huh. train very quickly in uh-huh. Europe. Uh, we got off. Uh, one of my buddies went behind what he thought was a rock, what was actually a national monument, and Uh-oh. peed all over it. Oh. And we hear a screaming from him as oh, no. the uh, police are beating the ever-living hell out of him with nightsticks. Oh, no. And one of my buddies spoke the language of this oh, country, no. so he tried to like, calm yeah. everything down. Uh, but he grabs the cops, grab him by the scruff of the neck with his pants around his ankles, drag him to the train. Well, yeah, he's peeing on a national yes, monument. They stamp his passport, banning him from the country, and just say, go. Oh. So we were in this country for seven minutes. Wow. And uh, wait, how, that doesn't sound, that sounds like you got thrown back on a train, not into a jail. Yeah, uh huh. And then guess what ends up happening? Oh, no. They stop the train, they come grab him instead. Oh, no. And they drag all three of us to jail for the night. Oh, no. Then we had, there was another one in Germany. I'll say this one. It turned into a full on roadhouse bar fight. All right, so the first country. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. That's right. <laughs> Dalton. Um, first country. First one you won't get. I'm going with Croatia. You're close. Whoa! Was I? Yep. Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Dang, man. Oh, Balkans. All right. Yep. Uh, I, a buddy of mine was Czech. Uh, okay. Born in the States, raised in Czech All Republic. Right. Uh, so he knew. But, yeah, he knew immediately how much trouble we were in. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then uh, Germany, uh, that said same friend, was also very intoxicated, ran across the room in like a 30-foot head start mm. and mistletoe drop-kicked a guy through a window. Oh. Yeah, and then it, the fight spread out into the street. And another guy that was with us, so it was us and the Australians against some Germans in a bar. And uh, one of my buddies, about 6'8", 260, just yeah. a massive human being. Uh, he had one guy. Thought all of, there were were nerds in the in the air force. Listen, I d- no, no, definitely not. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> uh, this this man was a absolute terror. Uh, but uh, the look on your face was priceless <laughs> because every air force guy is they hate that they hate Wait, that. Listen. Exact thing. Yeah, listen, there's a moniker for like 88% of us, but for most of, but for the unit that I worked in, we absolutely are just like, oh, God, why are they associated with us? But he's got a guy that he's just pummeling, Mm -hmm. and uh, an undercover cop came up behind him and kind of grabbed him and tried to detain him. My buddy, not knowing that it was a cop, wheeled around and Draymond Draymond greened him. That's not good. I mean, it was bad. Knocked him out, and then all of a sudden, whoop, 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 everywhere, lights flashing. Uh, Yeah, we spent spent the night in the clink in in grand old Germany. Um, Better, cleaner. How was the food? I was just saying, better, cleaner prisons than we have here. Well, yeah, well, maybe we should learn a thing or two. But also, we were in holding cells, and I think there were 17 of us, so... When I say roadhouse, I mean you guys. an entirely violent scene out of something you've never imagined. You guys, you you rapscallions. We, you I trying mean, to show your macho-ness. Boys I are mean, dumb. Yeah, that part of it, yeah. 
fact. Uh, that was past me. I've 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 seen the inside of four jails in countries. So oh, Canada. Power rank them. Um, Canada. We were we were just in in the detention center, so that mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. like jail jail. Yeah. But my buddy again was escorted to the border by the Mounties and thrown out and permanently banned from Canada. This is interesting. Yeah, that's a fun one. Which is really funny when you're stationed in North Dakota and you're like 20 minutes from the Canadian yeah. border. So, um, that was that was nice-ish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Czech Republic by far the worst. The worst. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, not great. Balkan nations. I can see that. Not great for holding centers. Yeah. Uh, and then England. England. England was old, but right. they they just kind of that they treated us mostly, I think, like Americans would treat. Okay. I mean, well, like. Like American Street military like prisoners. Like, it, what are idiots. you doing here, idiots? Yeah. Um, morons. Yeah. So. All right. <clears throat> well. Good times. Not. That was, that's incredible, man. Yeah. There's some international incidences. Uh, what I'm gathering is that uh, you haven't started any of the things that have gotten you put in these jails. No. Um, Which is good. No. that's. that's but also bad because yeah. you, you, you need to choose better friends. I'm also not the one who's stopping it. Yeah. So there's that part of it. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a feeling now with the current state of your body, it's taken a toll. I don't think that that's that, that you're getting any of these uh, Donnie Brooks anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to feel something. <laughs> I'm one of those Again, weirdos. <laughs> this goes back to it, and it needs to stop, Danny. It's literally taking years off your life. <laughs> we'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, let's get to it. Um, Will the extra day help or hurt the M's? Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. And I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. All things were coming up, Mariners, yesterday for the first eight innings of that game against the Houston Astros. Uh, it wasn't until the very end, literally the 27th out of that ball game, 
that it all came unraveled for the Seattle Mariners as you saw a 7-3 to lead uh, heading into the 8th be erased by an Alex Bregman home run uh, that scored Jordan Alvarez to make it 7-5. And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, with two on and two out, Jordan Alvarez stepped up to the plate in facing a Robbie Ray, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, in the most confusing uh, move a manager could make, and did this. Alvarez launches deep right field, and this one is gone, and the Astros walk him off in game one. Jordan Alvarez, are you kidding me? It was one of those games where, uh, I mean, we talked about this earlier. The win probability was uh, for Jordan Alvarez to hit that home run. That home run was less probable than Kirk Gibson's home run in the World's 1988 World Series off of Dennis Eckersley. Did it factor in the fact that it was absolutely grooved down the middle of the plate and said, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me? Um, no, it does not oh, okay. factor that in. Uh, though it should be factored in. Somebody snapped a picture of it the other day as it's like six feet from the plate, and it is grooved and this is middle. this is the incredible part, and, and this is why the, the loss is going to hurt that much more, is that you had Logan Gilbert give you a more than solid effort coming out in a divisional series against a division opponent, which has seen you before, and he goes toe-to-toe with Justin Verlander and pitched better. I mean, he gave up five hits and three earned runs, right? But at the same time, Justin Verlander, the Astros' ace, got roughed up. I mean, they roughed him up. He wasn't hitting his spots when he was. He was piping 98 mile an hour. I mean, he was throwing hard. Verlander was throwing hard. But when he did pitch well, the Astros still made him pay. They got his pitch count up. They got him out of the game early. He only made it four innings, and they touched him up for six runs in that game. You got everything you would have wanted and could have wanted out of your young lineup, inexperienced playoff team. I was looking um, in heading into that game. It was the Houston Astros, a guy who, who covers the Astros, um, for MLB.com, Brian McTaggart said the Astros have played in an, an MLB high 79 playoff game since 2015, two years after they moved from the NL to the AL. The Mariners, founded in 1977, have played in 36 playoff games as a franchise and have never made it to the World Series, right? There's a lot of these guys that were on that 2015 team that are still playing for Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have got a core of guys that have, have been there and done that. The incredible part that this Mariners team has had from the end of the season into that wild card game against Toronto in the really for eight innings against the Astros was they were playing lights out in they in a moment that they hadn't been in before. And the thing about this is, at least for me, is there's so much of the they haven't been there before, all that. But also that's just the baseball gods being cruel D heads. Sure. I'll be like bluntly honest, sure. because for a team to do everything they did, 
you know, there's the somebody had a stat the other day or yesterday of uh, on Julio. He's the youngest player in Major League history since actually ever now because he bypassed Lou Gehrig to in their postseason debut have a, a double and a triple in a game. Like they're, they're, he's incredible. I mean, he, he's in, he, like Logan Gilbert's incredible. Yeah, they they were they were dialed. They were absolutely dialed in for it to go that far upside down on its head. And you can talk about why Robbie Ray was in there. That's a legitimate beef or a legitimate question. But at the same time, just looking at it, that one mistake shouldn't be enough to offset what you did to Verlander and continue to do after Verlander. You you hit off everybody. You 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 went to work. Their entire lineup was cranking, and yet it turns into a loss. And that's what makes postseason baseball so amazing and also so crippling when you lose. Well, and this is the we can't we can't talk about why Robbie Ray. Um, after the game, Scott Service said that it was part of their plan um, is to have Robbie Ray in, in in a situation like this. And boy, you cannot ask. It, this is the this is the incredible part. Like you, Scott Service in in getting the blame for putting uh, Robbie Ray in, I, I get it because everybody is saying, why don't you just stick with Seawald? Because he threw eighteen pitches. He threw eighteen pitches. Okay, but he also is the reason why. We talk about Julio Rodriguez and him stepping up. You talk about the Mariners and these guys stepping up with, without playoff experience. Two rookies for the Houston Astros were the ones that got on base to make it runners on first mm-hmm. and second. You know they put in uh, the rookie Hensley who got hit by a pitch. And we use that with air quotes. He got grazed on the jersey um, and he gets put on first. And then you have uh, Pena comes up to the plate. And Jeremy Pena, being a rookie, he, with two outs and two strikes on him, he bloops a little single in there, and you get two rookies getting on base. That's incredible, With and you had two outs. So, at that point, you're sitting there and you're going, why not just go stay with Seawald because you need one more out. Problem is that you got... Best ba- best hitter in baseball outside of Aaron Judge right now, and Jordan Alvarez coming to the plate, who is a monster, man. If he, he is a dangerous, dangerous hitter. So what do you want to do? Do you want to put Seawald out there, who's a righty, or do you go to a lefty to go lefty on lefty in this situation? The Mariners only have two left-handers on their roster. Robbie Ray? Mm-hmm or who pitched in game two of that series against Toronto, or Matthew Boyd. So that's kind of a pick-your-poison in in that situation because the smart thing to do, right, is to go lefty-on-lefty. But Jordan Alvarez really damn good against lefties. (laughs) And again, that's why this... From my own personal experience, this is why I was kind of screaming at the the skies uh, for the Cardinals. They had Gallegos out there. He was at 19 pitches when they pulled him and went to Halsley. And he had a hand issue. So it's a different problem. But, like, why go away from what is okay right now? Is it great? No. But the alternative is you're turning one of your starters into a bullpen pitcher, an instance that he hasn't done in years. And everyone's like, well, he said he was game. Of course he did. He's a professional pitcher. He's not going to say no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just don't have it today, boss. No, Skip, no. not going to go out there and throw. No. You're talking about a guy who most likely, I mean, the, those guys, these dudes are creatures of habit. 
who has a routine, gets the ballpark X amount of hours before, goes through his mental visualization, goes through his pitch progressions, goes to the bullpen, warms up with the same catcher every day at the same time. Like, this is what they do. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to go cold arm him, and you can talk about, well, they warmed him up. Sure, okay. But it's entirely different because now you're coming into a high-leverage situation. There are four points. That is number one. That That is number one. You're bringing a starter in in Robbie Ray who's not used to that, and you, you break that mold. But as a competitor, I think when you go when you go and you even it out, I think it's like almost 50-50 on these things working out exactly how Skip Swandrata. Mm-hmm. I'll point to three others, too. Number one, being Jordan Alvarez is one of the biggest hitters in, in the American League, and he hit three twenty one against lefties this year. Oh. He was actually better against lefties than righties this season. Also, you have got Robbie Ray has given up the second most home runs in the American League this year. The only thing that ends that game with Jordan Alvarez at the plate is a home run. Instead of having a ground, a ground ball pitcher or in, something off speed. And Robbie Ray had given up the second most in the American League with 32. Last year, when he won the Cy Young, he gave up 33. So it's not some sort of anomaly in his career that all of a sudden no. in 2022 he's giving up home runs. He's in the zone. That's even, the thing even last year, he's given up home runs. The third thing that I will point to on top of the starter not being the guy to go to is Robbie Ray's ERA is 1097 against the Astros this year. Ugh. It's not like I, I understand Scott Service saying you have the plan, right? But when the plan is to bring in a guy where that one isn't good against <laughs> isn't good against the Astros, mm-hmm. gives up a lot of home runs, uh-huh. and you have the best hitting uh, lefty in the game right now mm-hmm. with Jordan Alvarez. Okay, yeah, maybe, who's better against lefties? Yeah, maybe like literally anybody else because that that was the thing is that Robbie Ray is an in the zone pitcher. He pitches to contact. That's, that's what he does. He's he's going to attack hitters. And I don't know if necessarily, and again, it's always easy to Monday morning quarterback this, but this in the moment was a, I, when he came in, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Now? Okay. Now, here's this question is coming in at 503-250-1080. It, it's, it's an interesting one. Why don't you just plunk him? Why don't you just put him on base? Do you know who's up right after him? <laughs> Oh, no. Alex uh, Bregman. Right. The guy who just hit the two-run shot. Alex Bregman, who is incredibly clutch in the postseason. And so what you do then is instead of saying a home run beats us or an extra base hit, right? Because you had runners on first and second. Mm-hmm. And they then had a pinch you, runner in Myers who can Then ball. you put, if you put Alvarez on base, then you have the bases loaded where a bloop single from Bregman loses the game because – you have a pinch runner on third, and then you'd have Pena, who's plus speed on second. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't plunk Alvarez and just say, we're going to give this base up. You have two outs. You were one strike away with Pena. You need to be aggressive. Pena got a hit. You did what you thought was best because if you put Alvarez on the base base path, all of a sudden a single a single loses or ties that game up. Yes. And, and that is against Alex Bregman. That's the hard part about in the postseason – I don't care who it is. Think of this. This isn't just – it's the same kind of deal. If you have a loaded lineup, if you are going up against the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Padres or the Braves or the Astros, 
all of those teams, they will they make it so you cannot put that extra guy on base because yes. they have another bat just sitting right out. One after another. Like you, you've got Jordan Alvarez. You've got Alex Bregman. You've got Kyle Tucker. You've got Yuri Gurriel. You've got Trey Mancini. Like, it's one after another after another. They designed this lineup to be this way. No. Like that's the whole point was they had like, well, we'll put Altuve and Pena up, up there. Uh, you guys go get on base, and then we're going to have five mashers behind you. Mm. Righties, lefties, switch hitters. We're just going to have a bunch of maulers behind you, and you'll be fine. Everybody's going to protect everybody, and you're all going to see pitches. Whew. And that's the thing. And that's really the difference. As good as the Mariners pitching has been, as good as they've been about generating long ball home runs uh, often, they aren't a uh, put guys on, work through the count kind of team. They're a, they're a long ball team right now. They are still short bullpen arms. Yeah. They, they got great front-end pitching, but they are, they are short bullpen arms. And that's what I think is evident. What's really interesting is, both in this series and in the Braves series, you had two out, three-run shots that were like, oh! Mm-hmm. The, the difference being the Braves were still one run behind, but you saw the late-game late power for both the Braves and the Astros and those those lineups and what they can do. And it makes you reevaluate kind of how you attack games. And as, as much as I, I hate saying this, you're right as far as it's a nine-inning game. You've got to <laughs> stick with it, da-da-da-da. But this is, this is, again, where if you've got a pitcher who's got juice, this whole pitch count analytics, yeah. it's no. got to be back-pocketed a little bit. Like, I'm an analytics guy. But if a pitcher is five innings and their pitch count is at 75, 80, he can go seven. Because you need to be able to get, and I know third time through the lineup, da, 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 but if a guy is getting through the lineup and it's not damaging so that you have more arms mm-hmm. for your pen, so that you don't have to pull starters in, <laughs> then it, it behooves you. Because that's the thing is you look at the way the Mariners went through this, they ended up using, what, six pitchers last night? Yeah, mm-hmm. Gilbert, Brash, Castillo, Munoz, uh, Seawald, and Ray. And you look at the pitch counts, Gilbert was at 84, then it's 12, 14, 23, 18, 2. None of those guys, all those guys. Everybody can be back, Every, especially with yeah. an off day today. And this is going to be the interesting part about it. Does, does the off day help or hurt Seattle? We'll talk about that after us with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. All right, for the Mariners, uh, is this a situation where you wish that you were playing today or is a day off a good thing? We're just getting a bunch of texts like, that was the worst loss ever. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the... It's brutal. This is postseason baseball. It sucks. It you does. on every pitch. You live and die by it. But also, it's, I think it's amplified here for Mariners fans because it has been so long. Like, uh, you, you know, you've had racing success with the Astros. I've had racing success with the Cardinals. It's like, it sucks when you lose, but it's not, oh my God, this is the worst feeling ever. I want to die. But when it's your first playoff series in 21 years and. They go out like that, and, and yeah. real sad boy in game one, that that hurts. 
That sucks. Yeah, that's 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 that amplifies the brutality. You you want to you want to have some feel goods in there. And one thing that I, I think with this team specifically is that I don't think that you look down the the lineup of and what they did. The top of the end of the lineup was incredible yesterday. They raked. Julio going two for four with three runs scored. Ty France goes three for five with two ribbies. Suarez going two for four with a ribby and a run scored. Like those guys all lived up to every bit of hype. And even the big dumper, big dumper got a big knock yesterday. Yeah, I mean, your your top end of your lineup you, absolutely raked. You need those guys to be good. And this is where I don't have a fear with the Mariners that I, I think those guys will continue to be good because they have been consistent this year and it's well they've been consistent lately the one guy i worry about is a guy that they're gonna need and that's robbie ray that that home run can be one where if he is struggling against this astros team as it already were and now you're stepping in in that home run, like that home run remind me of Brad Lidge when he rubbernecked and saw Albert Pujols hit a shot against the Astros, and he was the best closer in baseball, and, and he was never the same again. Never no. again. And that grooved sinker right down the pipe, mm-hmm. it, that may be the one where you go, where is he at? Because pitching is such a mental game. Oh, 100%. Hell, hell, we were just talking about Andrew McCutcheon saying how guys put red hot on their ears to stay locked in. They're lunatics. Like, there's there's no messing around with it. Pitchers are absolutely insane. That's that's part of the deal. It's, it's the lone warrior syndrome. Like, they go out there and... Yeah, they've got their defense behind them, but they, it's them versus another. And that's mm-hmm. when the other breaks your soul, breaks your spirit, when you've already kind of like flood. I mean, the worst circumstance is uh, Rick Ankeel. <laughs> like, yes. as, again, as a Cardinals fan. like Chuck watch, Knobloch, Rick Ankeel. Yeah, like, I mean, we've seen it before, getting the yips. Watching, like, an all-star caliber player literally break in front of you. It's it's a It's not a comfortable thing to watch happen. If that, and I, I'm not saying that's happening here with Robbie Ray, but if it does break him mentally, and that doesn't like mean he's weak, it doesn't mean he's this, that, or the other. It just means like you're in trouble. Well, and I think what may, if there's anything that lingers, it's this text right here. It says 503-250-1080 says, it's also the fact that you had a game one win against the Cy Young in your grasp. And mm-hmm. that may be the one where you sit there and you go, we touched up Verlander. We did everything we needed to do. He doesn't pitch like that in the postseason. He doesn't pitch like that in the regular season. We touched him up, and that was our chance. That was our shot. That may be the only thing that kind of maybe seeps and lingers into the next game is that they were so dialed for Verlander yesterday, and they they blew that opportunity. And that hanging over, that could linger. But I would still, with everything that this team has done and the answers that they've had at every turn this year, I would still say the biggest concern if I'm a Mariners fan is Robbie Ray and where he's going to be at the next time you have to call on him. Because if you're thinking about it, he started game two against Toronto. He comes out of the bullpen in game one. You're looking at him when you head back to Seattle. And where's he going to be um, between the ears at that point? Also, on top of the, the you roughed up Verlander, how often, well, the answer is like, Never. Twice every, <laughs> well, it's twice every four months. But when's the next time you're going to get a J.P. Crawford home run? That was his second home run since June. Uh huh. When are you going to get Suarez 
going deep again. That is an like those are those are two hits that you got in that game where you're going, whoa! You got a dinger from J.P. Crawford that was a no doubter, and then you had Suarez going deep as well to kind of pad that thing. That those aren't the guys that you're asking for to do that. <laughs> you're you're asking your other hammers to get that, and that is where I, I go. Okay. How do you get up off the mat when you get that performance from some of the guys that, that you're not expecting it from and you get the opportunity to rough up Verlander the way that they did and it went right between their fingers? And Gilbert pitches to a lineup that... So good. Does he get, like, he was good. People are like, oh, he gave up three runs. I'm like, have you seen the Astros lineup? Like, this is not a lineup that gets blanked. He did He did a great job. Like, you, you try to control what you can control. <laughs> yeah. You don't let it get out of hand. And when you've got the lead, you pitch more aggressively. And that's the thing is, like, you did everything you needed to do, and you still come out on the other end with a loss. That's yeah. the most crippling part of this. Yeah, this one says when Kellenic got a hit, I thought for sure Seattle would win. Yeah. Yeah, Kellenic hit two hits. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally everyone but Carlos Santana was doing what they needed to do. And this is, like, when this text comes in, it says, and uh, this is why it hurts so much to for the fans is because literally everybody that's not an Astros fan is pulling for the Mariners. It uh-huh. says, to lose to a bunch of effing cheats that everyone hates makes it much worse. Any other team than Houston, it doesn't hurt as bad. I think it does in the postseason, but the fact that it, it did come against Houston and when everybody else is pulling for you, like literally every other person that watches baseball, that does that hurts a little bit more. 503-250-1080. Um, we'll have more baseball. Because I've got I've got thoughts on the Yankees Guardians series, uh, which I dare I say may what make it unwatchable for me. Oh. Yeah, we'll get that to get to. But uh, the fastest growing sport in the world next on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. Okay. Uh, quick housekeeping note. I had in my notes here that uh, the Suarez homer, um, when he padded that at 7-3, and I said that uh, you don't get homers from that guy. Yes, he rakes. I know I know, Gino Suarez. He rakes. Um, but when he pads it at 7-3, and it's you the, give it up. the extra home that's, run. That, that is the one where you sit there and you're like, oh, <laughs> this thing's got to be done. Like, this is it. This is how... You give up that one too, the little sugar on top. You had everything. That's a hand needed. up uh, on me. Um, I had it in my notes, and uh, I, I went, I went down the wrong path. Sorry for you. Sorry, all the Mariners fans. I'm, I'm very sorry, in so many ways. So sorry. Um, pickleball, it, it became the sport of the summer. Now, before you got, before you came on, when when AJ was still here, I said I, I had this feeling that pickleball was going to be the sport of the summer. You know, we always picked up like something, and it was like one summer is like, hey, check out slacklining, even though that is ridiculously hard, and it never took off because nobody could do it. You're like we've gone through like hacky sack, and then hey, badminton. There's always like an obscure sport of the summer. This year it was pickleball. It may be turning into a sport of the future. Pickleball. Wow, you were you're you are hook line and sinker on that TB12. Buddy, it is well, I I called this shot. 
I called this shot. I saw it as sport of the summer. And it took off way bigger than I thought because there's a major league pickleball, apparently. Uh-huh. That's a thing. There's pickleball courts, courts all up and down here. I'm not saying that this is the TB12 method because Tom Brady has purchased a franchise in Major League Pickleball. He joins a distinguished group of owners of owners in Major League Pickleball. Go on. LeBron James, Kevin Love, Draymond Green. You also have Drew Brees owns a team, I guess co-owns a team with James Blake. Okay. Like we've got we have heavy hitters here. They're, they're, it seems like each one is like bringing in a uh, a tennis cohort alongside because Brady's doing it with Kim Kleisters. Yes, the multiple uh, major winner. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. So here's guys. Here's I, a, I, I look. I'm I I get it. Pickleball is probably fun. I, I don't get why major league pickleball is fun. I understand the recreational aspect of it. I don't get the we, – we have, like, superstars have, in sport buying these teams. I have so much on this. You know why? Why? My father-in-law loves pickleball. Yeah. And this is, this is like, yeah. the, the olds, they are thrilled by it. And he is, like, I mean, he plays, like, three times a week. So now we understand that we have uh, – why Brady's in it. Yes. he's ancient. Yes, he's moving towards this way. Why is everybody else in it? But – uh, the courts are popping up everywhere. Uh, my, my father-in-law has literally been been like in on this chase since like right out of COVID. Like he's he's an early adopter. He's like every time he sees me, he's, he asks me two things: How are the Blazers doing? And have you played any pickleball yet? Like he is he is locked in on pickleball. Went and got yeah. his own pickleball racket. Got completely just. Do I need to get in on pickleball? It I like I don't know if it's like. Uh, one of those things like early esports where like people may be a little too excited, a little too early, yeah. or if it's like cornhole, where like eventually we'll have ESPN the Ocho. Cornhole was pickleball. one of those sports it, of the summer. Yeah, it, it it completely took off, and that's the thing is like I don't know where it ultimately ends up falling. But what's weird about this to me is that the major league pickleball. I don't get it. Like they're well, not just the. I, I get the competition side of it because anything you can make into professional sports and damn right monetize like whatever. But what's weird to me is it's basically like midget tennis, like shrunken court, shrunken net, like every like everything. It's like it's like little tennis. Mm. Why is it turned into like a major league event and not like an individual sport? Like why do you have teams as opposed to solos, like in tennis? Because that's how you get the olds in. I guess that's how you get the olds. You in. market it like yeah. the you know it's two on two. It's two on. Yeah, that's how you but, get. But I, I get the two on two part of it. But I'm like selling it as teams, as opposed to like yeah. Serena and Venus like doing doubles. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like because in America we love team sports. Yeah, there's, there's world team tennis too. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. nobody actually cares about that. But people like care about but, like. Yeah, in America, you, you want to have teams. Yeah, like you I, don't. I guess. We're like we love our team sports. We love our solos that, that, that when they're great. Our Tiger Woodses, our Serena Williamses. Yeah, but every year. Guess what people love, or every few years, it's the Ryder Cup. Yeah. You know, the the team aspect of it. Like, you want to pull for – that's why golf, track, tennis, they don't take off over here. They're huge, huge in Europe. Even track and field is huge in Europe. Yeah. Because we like our team sports. We like yeah. we like to have, like, a rooting interest all in one. Like, do we get – will we all get behind one person? Absolutely. You're right. With Tiger, you know, like, everybody got behind Lance Armstrong and bought their ye- little yellow Livestrong bands for a long time, and then he cheated. 
Um, we love to get behind the individuals who are dominant in that sport, but how do you get the masses to gravitate to one? A team. A team. A jersey that matches people dressing the same. Yeah, that's it's really it's really what it comes it, down it to. It becomes it's the tribal. Yeah. We're very tribal here. Yeah, I mean, when you boil it all down to it, that's really probably what it comes down to. Is mm-hmm. you're from over here, I'm from over there. I hate you. I do feel as if like all of the professional athletes that were really big into NFTs at the beginning of those are now transitioning to. There's pickleball, some grifting. Though. No, they're like <laughs> I definitely like when I when I first read this story was like I feel like this is money laundering. Like the the I bet you major league pickleballs based yeah. in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, and I saw like uh, the live pickleball tour. Yeah, there's, there's certainly an aspect of that uh, to this. Like if all of a sudden I'm like looking at the mailing address and it's yeah. uh, Antigua or, or the Bahamas or or the Cayman Islands, I'm gonna my eyebrow is gonna be infinitely raised. Yeah, I saw that like with the uh, board yacht apes NFTs, right? Uh-huh. They they're getting. They're getting now questioned, like the the CEOs. Oh, there's questioned. rug pulls going on everywhere. For those that aren't aware of a rug, it wasn't like Steph Curry, like big on the. There's a lot apes. of professional uh, deer and fox got caught in a rug pull with the Kings, uh, with an NFT where they were fully funding stuff, and then they backed out completely, and everybody was supposed to get an autographed jersey uh, of, of the players that were involved. And what ended up showing up was a practice jersey that wasn't signed. Uh, all the money was gone. Oh yeah, there's been, it's been this very ugly thing that a lot of journalists oh, no. have been hesitant to cover because of the ties and, and a lot of unknown too. Yay. So there's the uh, and then again this oh, this boy. this reeks of that too. So if they start like opening up like public funding, be wary. <laughs> well, Major League Pickleball coming to you, LeBron, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. No, they're not playing. They own a team, apparently. Uh-huh. They, 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 they own teams. Yep, see? But here we go. Who cares? Uh, do, we get a, we, do we get a Danny and Dusty sponsorship patch going? It, with the headliners that they have, I don't think we can afford Major League Pickleball. I mean, we can try. We can put a bid in. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Maybe we can get like a one-by-one-inch. All right. They, hey, there is carnage lying ahead. Who escapes this week in college football's bloodbath of a schedule? Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.